0: Montana rolling out the right, looking toward the end zone, throwing under pressure, throws his pass, caught by Clark, Clark got touchdown, Troy Clark has it. it's a touchdown for the 49ers! Now listening to the fourth and gold podcast with Javi and Matt. Welcome
1: to fourth and gold podcast. We are back with another game review and another W for the 49ers. 49ers walk out of uh, Washington muddy and with a win 6 0 to start the season. Um, it's been consistently good or fairly good for this Niners team um, to go into a place like Washington on a crappy field to walk out of there with a 9-0 victory. Our guy Matt was at the game. Matt, what's going on? Man, I'm
0: still not dry. I'm still not dry. <laughs> this is five hours after we left the stadium. I'm still not dry. I'm telling you, that that game, a lot of people are going to point to this and say that the 49ers barely beat the Redskins. Now, that may be true. That may be true. But it was pouring the entire game i was wearing a poncho my jeans are still wet my jersey was wet my undershirt was wet the hoodie i had on was wet everything was wet it was a very very sloppy football game and for very good reason so i don't want to hear any of this they barely beat the redskins nonsense because it was a downpour from the first kickoff until the final whistle
1: definitely the uh Play calling for both sides had to be pretty limited. Um, the weight of the ball for the passing game was probably pretty heavy, and then of course you know no no foot no footing or traction for these guys um, mm-hmm. on that turf. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can catch the Fourth and Gold podcast on all podcast platforms: Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, um, Apple Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. At subscribe, rate, review, and then follow the podcast at Fourth and Gold Podcast on Twitter. Um, the Niners walk out of their night with a nine nothing victory, three field goals. Uh, by Robbie Gold was a difference in this game. Um, like I just said, though, the the rain from from my viewpoint, the TV um, was nonstop. You mm-hmm. know, guys are sliding everywhere. Um, defense couldn't get their footing. Offense couldn't get their footing. Uh, both offensive lines struggled a little bit there to get the run games go- run games going. Uh, Washington was a little bit more successful early, and then Robert Sala put the clamps on and made some adjustments um you you were there man
0: what did you see? for the second straight week man uh the 49ers gave up a lot on the ground so so the first the first possession of the game the Redskins take the ball and they kind of marched their way down the field and it wasn't anything super impressive basically what it was is just kind of eating up yards one run at a time and, and they missed their first field goal now granted Robbie gold also missed his first field goal because these guys just couldn't like you said they couldn't get their footing and, and for the second straight week, Robert Sala puts a clamp down, and, and really, after that first drive, the Redskins' offense never felt like a threat, not once. Not once. Even after Jimmy Garoppolo's interception, and they took they took over a, a pretty good field position, I would say like the 40, they just never felt, not once, like a threat. I, I was never sitting up there going, oh, man, I wonder what they're going to do. Nope, not one bit. Not one bit. Yeah, the the, the 49ers' defense is 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 here to stay, and they are legitimate as legitimate gets.
1: Yeah, you know, good teams, good teams. The running game travels, and the defense travels, and that's exactly what happened today. Running game wasn't as explosive, but that had to do with the weather conditions, the field turf. Um, Kyle Shanahan said it after the game. That's just how this field is. Um, He, you know, of course, he was the offensive coordinator there for a little while. Mm -hmm. He's played in some of these games uh, in Washington. They have a drainage issue. Um, similar to Kansas City, it just doesn't drain very well. Um, so none of these receivers were going to go off, and the running backs weren't really going to go off. Um, and then of course the offensive line and defensive lines couldn't really set themselves up um, to you know to 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 provide holes for the the running game. Mm-hmm. And the defense had an advantage there. Um, in watching the game, you know, I I didn't I didn't feel nervous at all in this game either. I didn't think um, Case Keenum and this offense could move down the field. After that first drive, anyways, I didn't I didn't have any expectations of them to do that, so I, I was never really worried at this game
0: being uh, at risk, uh, for the for a better term, lack of a better term. Yeah, I, I mean, like we talked about in in the preview, um, the Redskins poured a lot of draft capital into their defensive line, and it showed today. It showed today. The Niners, obviously, without McGlinchey and without Staley. For the second straight week, you know, you know, they're looking at at backups at both tackle spots, and, and the Redskins really took advantage of that. They didn't allow uh, the the Niners' running game to get outside. They made them stay between the tackles and behind the garden behind uh, Western Richburg at center. It, 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 you know, that's fine. That's fine. This is another ugly win. Good teams win ugly. You know, you know what I mean. They, it, it just. They just went ugly and today was today was about as ugly as a win as we're gonna see from the San Francisco team. I mean, we're talking three field goals, but no touchdowns, no no big turnover. Like they had one big turnover, one big takeaway. Um, but no no signature play. Today was very boring, and today's gonna be something that a lot of a lot of folks in, in the NFL media are gonna hang their hat on is this San Francisco team isn't that good. And you know what? Yeah. That's fine by me. Keep sleeping because this 49ers team is very good. It's the second straight week where they've held a quarterback under 100 yards passing. Now I'm not any kind of record keeper or nothing, but that has to be approaching some sort of record. For the second consecutive week, they have held a quarterback under 100 yards passing.
1: Yeah, and then for three three straight weeks, um, they've only allowed 10 points. in three weeks 10 points on defense um folks can say what they like you know you you beat up on the rams beat up on the browns and then now shut out the redskins you know yes the redskins aren't aren't a very good team um but considering the conditions um, the niners prevailed in this game um so let's get into it you know what the bad the good the not so good the bad uh we'll start with the bad what were your bads from this
0: game I mean, a lot of it just comes down to weather. But, but the bad was, was for me was the passing game. Um, it never really got going. It, Jimmy never looked comfortable back there. And some credit to the Redskins' defensive line because they did a good job of keeping pressure on him. And it forced him to scramble a couple times. I mean, Jimmy took off four times for 20 yards, and, and none of those were designed runs. So they did a good job of keeping him uncomfortable. Uh, so so the bad for me goes to the passing game. You know, Jimmy, 12, 21, 151 yards. Uh, a lot of that uh, came after the catch, you know. We're not seeing a whole lot of through the, through uh, air yards. Yeah, the air yards. Um, his interception, he badly underthrew Dante Pettis. Uh, he had Dante Pettis for a touchdown if he gets that ball another three yards in the air. But again, downpour, man. It, it was just it was coming down. It was coming down hard. Uh, so. So I give I give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt, but the passing game for me was the bad for the Forty ers
1: Yeah, the bad is gonna stay on the offensive side for me, and that's both tackles. Uh primarily uh Brunskill. He was getting whooped all game. Um, but credit to the Redskins defensive line. We just you know like we talked about in the preview, they did spend a lot of draft capital on their mm-hmm. defensive line, so that is to be expected. Um the Niners wanna have continued success. They need to get their tackles back or at least one of them back. Um, Joe Staley is on the mend and he's around the corner, so that is going to be a plus for having him back. He was out there um, doing going through a workout before the game, looked pretty good. Um, and all by all accounts, he should be ready for that Arizona game. Mm-hmm. I would hope he would come back for this card the the uh, Panthers game. But you know we uh, we've the Niners have put themselves in a position at six and zero where they can I'm not saying afford a loss, but if they do lose to Carolina. Um, it's not going to kill them with the cushion they have created in the NFC West. Uh, but my bad was the two tackles, and primarily Brunskill. Mm-hmm. He did struggle in the run, struggled in pass protection. Um, it just it just was not very good at all on his part. Again, that could be weather-related, um, or it could just be he was getting pushed around quite a bit by Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, um, Kerrigan, I, I, whoever it was on him. He was getting pushed back into Jimmy's lap, and it didn't look very good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that again. That, that goes back into what I was saying about the passing game and how they kept him, you know, just just uncomfortable the whole game. Um, you, you know, you know, if we move moving on from the bad to the not so good, um, you know, Robbie Gold missed another field goal, and mm-hmm. it's again the weather conditions. Man, I'm telling you, it doesn't get enough play. How. How how bad the conditions were today? It was just a downpour from from the opening kickoff to the final whistle. And it's there's no other way to describe it. Um, he missed another field goal today. He couldn't get the footing. To be fair, the Redskins also missed the field goal. Uh, Hopkins on the, same side. on the same side. Hopkins pushed one the exact same spot. Um it, it's just it. it you, you saw when guys were getting tackled, and, and Nick Bosa had his big celebration where he went sliding through. You know he went sliding through the grass and, and it kicked up all this water. You could visibly—I was sitting all the way up in the 400s, man. I was in the cheap seats, and mm-hmm. you could visibly see pools of water just sitting all over the field. So, so I don't totally blame Robbie Gold for missing a field goal, but it just feels like such a such a, a far cry from missing one field goal the entire year, where he's missed a—he's missed a field goal in every game this year. Yeah. Every single game, Robbie Gold has missed a field goal this year, and that just doesn't feel right. Um, I- I'm hoping that you know he's putting this behind him, and, and he gets he gets back to better weather and all and all. This, but look, you can say what you want about the Forty ers they're not playing great teams. They're six and zero. They're four and zero on the road, and, and they're going to need this kicking game at some point. At some point, this is going to bite them in the ass. They're going to miss a field goal, and it's going to be a big miss. And it's and it's going to sway a game. Robbie Gold's got to figure it out. I don't know how. I don't know who he's got to talk to. I don't know what sports psychologist. we got to get out there to just get inside his head and, and get him back to being right. But he's got to get this together.
1: Yeah, it's... um. It is something of concern. Um, today wasn't too much of a concern for me because of the weather. Um, you saw both kickers miss on that side of the field. Mm-hmm. And then at a shorter distance, you know, he made three of four. <clears throat> so the first one was the one that was shanked. It uh, looked like it was a footing issue. And then, of course, the wind, they said it was at like 14, 15 miles an hour um, when he did kick that one. So that that may have had a, a roll into it. Um, I think Robbie will hopefully, you know, get this fixed. But let's hope the Niners aren't in a – position where they need to make a game winning field goal mm-hmm. or anything like that right now because I don't think Kyle trusts the special teams unit just yet. Not at all. Um, Kyle Nelson should be returning. I believe he returns this week um, mm-hmm. from suspension. Mm-hmm. So that you know that that should hopefully help things with the special teams unit. Um my not so good was just the running game in, in general. Yeah. I know the Niners ran the ball a lot, but, you know, you're averaging I want to say, what was it? Total three and and a half yards carry. Yeah, three and a half yards of carry. I guess that's fine. Um, Thirty-nine carries for 137 yards. Um, The longest run of 11. But again, that also goes to the weather. There's not, you know, there's not too much um, you can say negative about this game because the weather conditions were so poor. Mm -hmm. Um, Something, you know, things need to be done though in the NFL when it comes to the Redskins and the Chiefs and their field drainage systems. They have to do something here because you know some of these guys can get seriously hurt. Um I'm not saying that just because the Niners are on that field, but the Redskins do play and you know someone can get seriously hurt without these drainage systems or um just go to artificial turf where it has better drainage options. But that was just that's that's a piss poor um field in, in, in Washington. But yeah, my not so good was just the running game in general. Uh shout out to Tevin Coleman though for, you know, being the workhorse today. Mm-hmm. Twenty attempts on sixty two yards, three point one yards a carry. Um he was the workhorse and uh no fumbles or anything like that considering all the all the conditions. So they're not so good at the run but considering everything uh they did what they had to do.
0: Yeah, and and we go from the not so good to the good. And the good is this defense is the real the real deal. The real deal. They there there's no question that this defense is going to carry this team to a lot of places. It, look i get it's the redskins i get that you know they're not a they're not a top tier offense but they just stifled the redskins the whole game the whole game like i said earlier you second straight game you're holding a quarterback under under 100 yards it, the pass rush was there now keenum only dropped back you know he, he was nine of 12. he only dropped back 15 times because he got sacked three times i mean so obviously they're not they're not Getting a ton of reps here, but they're making the most of them. And man, this defense is is going to be hard to contain moving forward. So, so the good obviously goes to the linebackers and and the defensive line, just just doing their job, just straight up doing their job, man. Armstead, another fantastic game, and and, and this goes back to all the folks saying trade them, don't don't trade Armstead. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm done with this conversation. Armstead balled out again. Um, you know it, it, it's crazy to say that the, the defense is playing so well. that divorce Buckner kind of seems like an afterthought. Yeah, that's how well everybody around him is playing. And again, that, that's a, that's a that's a tribute to our or excuse me to Buckner because they they are doubling him on almost every play, and they're doing their best to take him out of the game. And, and everyone else around him is stepping up and making plays.
1: I can't agree with you more. Um, you know, Buckner and Armstead. I think Buckner is getting a lot of attention uh, versus offenses. So Armstead is coming free now. People are going to start having to account for Armstead um, with double teams. So then you may get a Buckner one on one, or a Bosa one on one, or D Ford one on one, even Solomon Thomas one on one. So this is this is the benefit of having all of those all that talent on the on the defensive line. Um, they're going to keep coming at you in waves, and that's exactly what they did. Um even our guy Julian Taylor was out there showing his ass and, and playing really well. Um but my good was my good was the Nineers' offense in the second half. Um okay. when the Niners needed a big play, um Garoppolo stepped up. He was eight eight of eight for at one point. Um making big plays down the field, moving the ball when he needed to. Um we hear a lot about how Jimmy struggled, whatever. Um this was not a passing game. It wasn't going to be a passing game the minute. I, I didn't realize it was raining until um, I turned the game on. I'm like, what the hell? And I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> here we go. It's going to be a running game, all game. And then you, I texted you. I was like, how is it? You said wet. I was like, okay, <laughs> it's wet. <laughs> um, so the second half, the good goes to the 49ers offense and the 49ers coaching staff. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, again, leads a scoring drive in the, to start the third quarter. Um, you know, I think it's like, the Niners are fifty-eight to fourteen um, in third quarter scoring, so they are way ahead of teams um, when it comes to third quarter scoring, and that's that's a big difference. You know, you, you have that early possession um, in the in the third quarter, or the first possession in the third quarter. You, excuse me, you score, you're already up, and sometimes if you score at the end of the half, going into into halftime and then score right away out out, out of the half. Um, you really double up on teams. But today it wasn't necessary. But they did score first after the half, and uh, that's a big deal. So the, the 49ers' offense in the second half, primarily Jimmy Garoppolo, um, played fairly well mm-hmm. uh, in that second half.
0: Yeah, another good for me, uh, the 49ers faithful. Uh, the fans there. <laughs> I, I got to say it's like 50-50, man. And for for an East Coast game where you're talking – 3,000 miles away from the 49ers home home stadium it was about a 50 50 split you know it, it, the defense chance on third down were big and I gotta give I gotta give a, a, a lot of love right here to to one specific faithful my man Mark Miller stepped up he parked near us during the downpour and and his him and his friends had a tent that oh, I got on. to stand underneath and tailgate so I wasn't hovering underneath the, uh, the trunk um, on, on my wife's car. So so big ups <laughs> to my man, Mark Miller, and thank you for sharing the tent with us. Uh, I had big plans to do a whole bunch of stuff when it came to the tailgate, but it was just raining so damn hard that <laughs> it was like impossible to, to to follow through with any of plans to try and carry a cooler across multiple parking lots. It wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. Yeah. But the 49ers Faithful, they showed out today. Um, very loud, very proud. Um, and I think they gave the 49ers a decent home field advantage, 3,000 miles away from Levi Stadium. And, and, and again, that's, a, that's, a, you know, that's a, that's a, that says a lot about this team being now 6 0, where the fans are traveling and they're showing up in force and they're being loud. Cause that's, that's a huge deal for a team on the road to sound, to, you know, to have the backing of of, of a stadium when they're not playing at home.
1: Yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> it is nice to see, and you can hear it on the TV. You know, you're hearing the defense chants from the Niners faithful out mm-hmm. there um, in a, on a road game, which is crazy. Um, I know Washington has an issue with their fans coming to games, mm-hmm. and their their team's not giving them much to cheer about. Um, so I understand that. You know, the Niners have dealt with that at Levi's, and they haven't had a home field advantage issue or hadn't, haven't had a home field advantage at Levi's. But hopefully that's changing. Uh, but the Redskins um, are pretty – Dismal right now, with from ownership on down. Um, Just something here: uh, the Niners in the second half on offense averaged six point three yards per play, where the Redskins averaged two and a half. So that's you know those 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 are these are numbers you you when you can average four yards more per play on your own offense and your defense is out there shutting teams out, you're gonna win a lot of games. And the Niners have done that this year, six and zero, and it's it's something that. I want to look at it all, all the way back to when Jimmy first started, see what those numbers look like when Jimmy's on the field versus not. I'm going to have to take a look at that. But it's um it's pretty crazy. And like I said, Jimmy was 8 of 8 for 113 after the interception. That's 14 yards per pass attempt. Mm-hmm. So for those folks out there saying Jimmy looked bad, et cetera, et cetera, um, the man made the adjustments when he needed to
0: and came up big when the Niners needed big plays. And Shanahan's play calling was second to none. Because you're talking about Jimmy came up with big plays when they needed to have big plays. But Jimmy wasn't – he looked good. But, man, Shanahan schemed some of those guys wide open. Richie James was standing all by himself in the middle of the field. I mean, there wasn't anyone within 10 yards of him. As soon as the the ball snapped, you know, Richie got in in position. (laughs) I was sitting there saying, hit him. Because I'm already watching the All-22. I'm all the way up in the cheap seats. There was no one near him. No one had any idea he was there. Yeah, Shanahan's still that. still the best player caller in football, and he's dialing up what can work in the rain, on the road, in terrible conditions. And, and Like you said, in the second half, the Niners offense did look good. They couldn't punch in the end zone. I'm not concerned. I'm not this Dov climbing guy who wants to continually <laughs> take shots at the 49ers and then get mad when 49ers fans come back at him. Look, four and six and zero, four and zero on the road.
1: Yeah, four and zero on the
0: road. They have two home wins, four and zero on the road. Mm-hmm. To to put that in perspective, the Redskins are zero and four at home.
1: Yeah, the Niners, good teams. Like I said, defense travels and running game travels. That's exactly what happened today. Um, you know, I, I did say the running game wasn't the greatest thing today, but. It was enough to get the job done. Thirty-nine attempts, and then what that does is controls the clock. So you have mm-hmm. a time of possession difference of thirty-three twenty-four for the Niners versus twenty-six thirty-six for the Redskins. Um, you know that's seven more minutes for your offense on the field. You start pounding the ball. You wear other defenses out, and you eventually break their backs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we didn't break their backs to to where the Niners got in the end zone, but you saw. Some of these holes started to open up for Coleman and, and, and Wilson late in the game. Breida did go out. He got his eye poked. Nothing Nothing severe. No concussion or anything like that. But um, you saw it late in the game where the, the running back started getting some holes. Hitting these guys. They didn't want to get hit anymore. They were getting tired of being run at. Um, and that's, that's key. Kyle Shanahan has this thing. He wants to run the ball 30 times a game. He's at 39, and you can win a lot of games when you're doing that. You control the clock. You keep the ball you know, out of the air in a game like this to so avoid turnovers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm, I was okay with this game. It's nothing to be concerned about. It's just the weather conditions. One of these there's not much to take away from this game as far as like a uh you know, to be critiqued too too much just because of the weather conditions, things happen. Uh mm-hmm. Kendrick Bourne after the game said had it not rained we'd probably blow these guys out. And you saw that there was a lot of things wide open. Mm-hmm. But when your your offensive line is getting pushed around or they can't have their footing you know that makes things speed up a little bit faster Jimmy's got to get rid of the ball earlier or he's just either got to take those sacks or um, you know have those batting completions that he had so
0: yeah that's, those are my takeaways from it yeah the offensive line was on skates the whole game and yeah. I mean that, both that, teams that, both that, teams yeah both both offensive lines run skates the whole game defensive line had the high had, had the had the advantage easily because both these teams have put a lot of draft capital into the defensive lines. So you're talking about a lot of talent on these two defensive fronts, and it showed today. It's You'd be hard-pressed to find any team that would, would have gone out and put up a lot of points today, barring some complete defensive breakdowns. Um, yeah. But we, we talked about the good now. So now let's get into the play of the game for you. What, what was the play that kind of just stood out as, okay, this is the one? Um,
1: the play of the game was the Richie James uh, reception. Um, it was uh, third and three. Richie James he spins around the corner. This the corner gets open, runs for forty yards down the field. You know, then you start getting into you know field goal range, and then that's when you you know you that's when the game kind of swung for me um, for the Niners, and you get that. You know, that's, how you, you, that's the first uh, scoring drive for the Niners, three three points after that. Well, not right after that, but it gets you in range, and then you can make, make some moves there. But I thought Richie James had a great route. He spun around the, the DB, got wide open, had got some yak, him and George Kittle running down the field. Um, if he gets one more block, that's a house call. Um, but Richie James had to play of the game for me. Right there, that's just, you know, you lead the first scoring drive, three points, and then I don't think the Niners ever looked back from there. I don't think they were ever threatened after that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. That like I said, watching from the all twenty-two from the cheap seats, I mean, you could tell just how wide open he was. And I I've been particularly harsh of Richie James this year um, because I I feel like he hasn't done a whole lot in the the kicking game. Uh, You know, he fielded two of the punts today and he took him back for thirty yards um, with a long of seventeen. So he actually did look good in the punt return game today. So good on Richie James. I'm proud of you, Richie. Way to go. I'm gonna give you a thumbs up where a thumbs up is due. Um, my play of the game was uh, the Adrian Peterson fumble. And Quan Alexander comes downhill. He punches the ball out. Julian Taylor picks it up and takes it back for, I think it was like 10 yards. Um, it felt it felt like longer than that because it's a big man rumbling with the football. Uh, so yeah. it felt like it was longer than 10 yards. Uh, but, again, I, I just feel like, you, you know, they just kicked the field goal to go up 3-0. Um, the game still felt kind of close. You know, you never really threatened by the Redskins. Offense, but still, any one big play can kind of break a game open. And, and you know, they get the they get the fumble recovery. They go down. They kick a field goal of their own and go up six nothing. And after that, after six nothing, I really, really, really felt like it was over. Uh, yeah, because I, I just felt like the the defense wasn't going to give up anything big. Um, all the big stuff they'd given up, they'd already given it up earlier in the game. It felt like six nothing was it. Yeah, once I got to nine, obviously that was that was the death knell and they, there's no chances of the Redskins coming back. But but again, another fumble recovery, another another thing this defense is doing where they just take the ball away. And and, and when when a team's not throwing the ball a whole lot, you're not gonna get a lot of interceptions. They didn't get any today. I'm okay with that. They only attempted twelve passes. Um but but getting the fumble recovery, Quan Alexander again proving he's worth the money, whether it's You know, with his play on the field, which has been phenomenal, or whether it's his attitude and his leadership he's bringing and the juice he's bringing to this defense. Again, Quan Alexander, another great play, play of the game, his forced fumble. Julian Taylor coming up, being dressed for one of the first times this year and balling out today. He played really well today.
1: Yeah, Julian Taylor had uh, two big plays. Your your fumble recovery is the one, and then the other one was the – fourth down stop uh, where he kind of just like emerges out of the the pile and stops Adrian Peterson for that loss and, you know, turnover on down. So Julian Taylor, um, I know me and you were texting back and forth a little bit about it, but mm-hmm. if Julian Taylor can emerge, you know, I'm not saying he's Eric Armstead or Ronald Blair, but he could take some of the pressure off the Niners front office to – you know reach for a, a defensive tackle or another defensive end in this coming draft mm-hmm. um you know you can get if you can get production from a guy from the sixth or seventh round like julian said i forget what round he was taken in but um he came out of Temple. i liked him out of Temple. i thought he was a really good player i didn't know the niners were gonna get him um but i knew of him because i watched a lot of pennsylvania college football whether that's penn state temple um you know pitt whoever it is i do watch them um but Julian Taylor had that, that big stop there. He he played his ass off today and mm-hmm. that formal recovery was key. And they the Niners keep getting turnovers at key, key spots, man. Key spots. And that was that was big from Julian Taylor. Um so now I guess we'll get into player of the game. Mm-hmm. Um my player of the game was Kendrick Bourne. Um KB came up big when the Niners needed it. You know, during the preseason era, oh, KB's got brick hands. He's dropping passes. Well, it was wet today. He didn't drop any passes. Um, he almost scored a touchdown. He had uh, three receptions for 69 yards. Um, he had one for six, 15, one for 26. That should have been a touchdown. I don't think he was touched. And then I believe mm-hmm. he had one more um, of over 10. I think it was like 11 or 12 yards. Uh, but they came in big spots when the Niners needed it, um, especially that 26 yarder where he kind of leaked out, kind of pretended to block down, broke free. You know, that's, that's one of Kyle Shanahan's. Bread and butter plays that leak play on the back side where the wide receiver comes free on the front side. And um, Kendrick Bourne got wide open, and I thought he was in for a touchdown. But it is what it is. Niners end up scoring a field goal off it. Kendrick Bourne is my player of the game.
0: Yeah, Kendrick Bourne balled out today. Um, I, I still think the 49ers <laughs> need to make a move in their wide receiver yep. core. Um, Debo didn't play today. You know, Dante Pettis, he, he's only targeted twice. And, again, a lot of this comes down to the weather. I think the, we should just title this episode Weather. Because it's all, <laughs> that's all we've been really been talking about. Um, it, 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 but Kendrick Bourne did play very well. Um, and again, showed up in key spots. I don't think he's a go-to guy. I think he's kind of a guy that the defenses forget about. And he takes advantage when the defense does forget about him. Um, my player of the game. The second overall pick in this last year's draft. Nick Bosa. The 49ers owe a very large fruit basket to the Arizona Cardinals for passing on Nick Bosa. Because he has been every bit of the second overall pick and every bit of the hype he had coming in out of college. This kid can play. He was everywhere today. He had the sack, and he had the big celebration where he slides down. The whole defensive line kind of slides down behind him for an incredible picture. I don't know who took it, but that it's the picture of a lifetime for a sports photographer. Uh, four tackles for a loss just all over the place. And it was very clear from the get-go that that, that Bosa was going to have his way today. And, and there wasn't very little that the Redskins could do to stop him. And I think he is a big part of why they only tried to pass 15 times. Because just straight up, Nick Bosa was having his way with the, 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 the offensive line of the Redskins today.
1: Yeah, you know, there was on uh, NFL Sunday um, – I don't know, I forget who said it. Oh well he's gotta Nick Bosa's gotta deal with twelve year veteran um Donald Penn and I'm just laughing. I'm like he just put Whitworth in Goff's lap all week la or all, all game. game last week. All game. Um Donald Penn isn't that good and Donald Penn was also in the lap of Case Keenum all game or on his back all game because of Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. Um Nick Bosa, you know, stopped a lot of a lot of run plays in the backfield, whether he had gotten the tackle or not, he was one of the first guys there. To help contribute um in those, you know, tackles for losses that the Niners did start piling up in the second half. Um, Nick, Nick Nick's everything that we hope for. Um, you know, for those folks out there, you know, who wanted to shit on the pick and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got four and a half sacks now, right? I think so, like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, four and a half sacks. D Ford has four and a half sacks. Um, this team is getting sacks across the defensive line, you know. Um, and that's that's a big deal. You don't know where it's coming from. And when it does come, um, they're coming with with a vengeance. And Nick Bosa, you know, he closed out the game. It's the final play of the game. He closed it out. God, mm-hmm. John Lynch kept talking about closers. And that's a closing type play. And uh, shout out to Nick Bosa for just kicking everyone's ass all season.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you mentioned D Ford. We got to give him a big shout out. And we got to give a bigger shout out to Robert Sala for how they're using D Ford. As a yeah. pass rush specialist, where his only job is to pin his ears back and go get the quarterback, they're not you know square peg round hole, they're not doing that with him. They're not asking him to stop the run. They're like, hey, it's third and eight, go get the quarterback, man, and he he does it. Uh, uh, he's in that guy's face every week, every time they ask him to just go rush the passer. So, big ups to D Ford, bigger ups to Nick Bosa, just a, a, a game changer for the 49ers this year and I think he's still I think he's still riding the disrespect. I think it was after like week four, they put out their top ten rookies list and Bosa wasn't on it. So I think he's still riding that bulletin board material and just determined to 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 crush all of the all of the folks that said he wasn't gonna be worth it. Um, and then one more big shout-out to the secondary of the 49ers. They played very well today. McClure uh, McLaurin F1, we talked a lot about him. One catch, 11 yards, only two targets. They locked him down today. That's something that uh, almost no team has been able to do so far this year.
1: Yeah, the secondary came up came when they needed to. Um, really no, no real downfield passing threats all game. Mm-hmm. Um, Mosley's been consistent. Sherman is Sherman. Kwaski's been you know hitting people upside their head Camon Williams had a big hit early in the game and then uh, Jimmy Ward again you know stopping run plays um when they get to his level mm-hmm. you know so the one gets the one breaks free so shout out to the secondary like you said um it's uh it's you know it, it's a good day to be a Niners fan for two reasons today Niners win and Seahawks lose yeah. um so Niners now have a two game lead in the division um so NFC West, you got to come see us now. Mm-hmm. Um, Niners are six and zero. Seahawks are five and two, and the Rams are four yeah, um, and three. Yeah, four and three. Four and three. And then you know, don't look now, Rams. The Cardinals are three three and one. You know, um, they could catch up to you, but um, the rest of the NFC West is looking up at the Niners, which is. What it should be, how it should be. Things are starting to get back to normal. Six um, 0 2 game lead in in the division. Everyone else got to come see us, and Seattle looked very bad, very very bad today. I watched all the, the whole game today. Uh, they looked pretty fucking miserable. Um, <laughs> Earl Thomas, you know, showed out. Marcus Peters that trade, uh, you know, was uh, worked out for the Ravens right away. He had a pick six on on Russell. Um, Seattle looked bad today.
0: Yeah, no, and. That wasn't the only team that looked bad today. Um, you, you look across the league. I mean, there's just, man, there's there's some teams that just can't put it together. It, the, the Falcons continue to look terrible. Just just outright bad. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know the Falcons. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we said it, though. We said it. The, the Rams would probably get right against the Falcons, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, you saw the Cincinnati Bengals were terrible. Dalton threw back-to-back picks, like literally within two plays of each other. Um, Detroit, Minnesota was fun to watch. Oakland got beat up pretty good. Um, Chargers are terrible. The yep. league is—it uh, was a funny week this week, that's for sure. And um, this—you know—I'm gonna take another jab at the Bears. Remember, you guys traded up to take Mitchell Trubisky.
0: Yeah, he you traded
1: up for Mitchell Trubisky just uh, let that sink in
0: <laughs> yeah he's bad he's bad Yeah, and, and the Saints scare me. the Saints scare scare me excuse me the Saints scare yeah, me the um, I, I think it's I think it's a it's a two-team race in the NFC right now it's the 49ers and the Saints
1: yeah and you know you know the Niners fans may not like this but I, I think the Saints are a better team all the way around than the Niners at this point um they do with the ball. They move the ball well through the air. They still have a guy named Alvin Kamara. Their defense is rather good. Um I don't see an advantage for the Niners in any of these games. Um you know, I don't see an advantage for the Niners against the Saints that's right now, currently as it sits. Um just the Saints might they might just be a little bit better than the Niners right now and that's perfectly fine. You know, we're still 6 games into this thing for the Niners and 7 for the uh the Saints, um, but for what, what they're doing without Drew Brees is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, Teddy Bridgewater was a starting quarterback before his, you know, like I said, his leg almost fell off, and um, he had his team in the playoffs. So it's not like he's a scrub or anything. Um, but I did not expect them to win four or five straight now without Drew Brees, and um, here they are, and they, they put a beating on the on the Bears. Um, they made Mitchell look really really bad, and uh, Saints are for real, and I think I think everyone
0: everyone knows that. Yeah, there's no mistaking it. The Saints can play. Teddy. two gloves is really he, – he was very smart this offseason. He took a uh, he took a one-year deal to stay with the Saints. And a lot of people were thinking he's going to go around the league and he's going to make a lot of money. As a starter for one of these teams that didn't have a guy, uh, I think Teddy was smart to stay in New Orleans. He's the heir apparent to Drew Brees. I don't think there's any question about it. And he's proven that he's he's the long-term answer for New Orleans. because. Because you know, you're looking at Breeze, he's he's only got about maybe a year left. So Teddy Two Gloves ready to t- ready to take over here in, in New Orleans.
1: Yeah. It's um the Saints are for real. Um who else was out there today? Um Kirk Cousins is you know, is kinda getting back to his stride uh four touchdowns today again. Mm-hmm. I think he's had ten ten touchdowns and one pick in the last three games. Mm-hmm. So the Minnesota um passing game is pretty legit. You know, the four top four teams in this in the NFC right now it's gotta be Minnesota, Green Bay, Saints and the Niners. So those that's the mm-hmm. top four. Um, you know, depending on how the NFC North shakes out, you know, we could play the Packers or, or the Vikings in a wild card game and that's gonna be um that's a tough draw either way. So that's something to watch out for. Um, I don't think the Eagles are very good. Cowboys are, eh. We'll see. Um, but the NFC is shaping out to be pretty weird coming, you know, going forward after this.
0: Yeah, the NFC East is a mess. It's a mess. Um, uh, like you said, the Packers and the, and the Vikings are really starting to come into their own. Uh, Aaron Rodgers finally finally had an Aaron Rodgers type game today. Um, you know, he had I think it was what six touchdowns today. Yeah, five passing, one rushing. Yeah, and, and 400 and some yards pass it, passing. Passing, uh, He really came into his own. It was the first time we'd seen that from Aaron Rodgers this year. Uh, if he's that guy week in and week, week out, they're going to be hard, 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 hard to beat. Uh, Vikings, you know, the defense is is playing pretty well. It all comes down to Kirk Cousins, and it's been three straight weeks of good Kirk Cousins. So, personally, I'm just waiting to see bad Kirk, Kirk Cousins.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, I'm sure it'll come around um, But the Niners are 6-0 um, We are going to be back Sometime this week Carolina Panthers are coming to town um, That's going to be a really, really good game That's going to be a battle um, You know, the the Panthers are starting Kyle Allen We'll see if Cam Newton is ready for this game um, I'd personally rather see Cam than Kyle right now um, But the Niners six and 0 Enjoy this win You know the there uh it's been a while since the Niners have been this good and for them to win a tough gritty game like this shows a lot of character in this team after two years of losses or actually four years of losses before um this season uh the Niners and the Niners fans deserve this enjoy it tomorrow though back to business stay focused on the Panthers and uh hopefully we get that win done so we'll be back during the week for a preview on that Mm -hmm. um Until then, follow us on Twitter at 4th and Go Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review on all podcast platforms. And then, of course, you can follow me at JavierVeg underscore. And you can follow my guy, Matt, at MattBar underscore. All right. So we'll be back during the week sometime. Until then, go Niners. Peace.